Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of the Discover New Music podcast from us at Full Pelt Music. Shortly we'll be chatting with As Sirens Full, who we recently featured over on our Discover New Music playlist on Spotify with their recent single, Heaven Spat Us Back Out. But before then, the usual reminders from myself. If you would, please do follow us on social media. We are on Facebook at Full Pelt and on Twitter and Instagram at Full Pelt Music. And if you would, please do hit that like button, hit that subscribe button, wherever you're watching or listening. Well, welcome Mikey Lord from As Sirens Full to the Discover New Music podcast. How are you this fine evening? I am wonderful, actually. Thank you very much. Yeah, I'm, I'm relaxed and chilled. I've got my diet coat. Perfect. Nice time. How are you? Yeah, well, we're absolutely delighted to have you on the podcast. So um, you've been making um, some waves recently, you know, with your new music coming out and making some really good impressions, including on ourselves. So we obviously featured one of your tracks on our Discover New Music playlist on Spotify. Hence, we've invited you onto the accompanying podcast. So um, we don't just stick any old song on that playlist. So obviously, we have really enjoyed um, Heaven Spat Us Back Out, which we will talk about in just a second. Um, but we start every Discover New Music podcast with the same feature. Um, mm -hmm. So the podcast is aimed at obviously bringing new audiences to bands, uh, discover new music. So for listeners that are checking this out and do not know who As Sirens Fall are, we always start with the origin story. Um, so what is the origin story of As, as Sirens Fall? You know, how did you come together as a band? Yeah, I, the, the origin story of As Sirens Fall is a fairly classic tale, I think, as far as uh, any any sort of group of local musicians uh, whose bands all happen to disintegrate at the same time and uh, decide to pick up the phone because they want to keep doing it. I know a drummer, I know a bass player, I know a guitarist or whatever. And uh, one day the phone rang and um, it was the drummer of a band that I'd played with before. Uh, and he was in a band with a bassist and a guitarist from other bands. And we just kind of, you know, morphed together. Um, so that was kind of how we all began and uh we played together and it was the tightest thing that any of us had ever done we just we just clicked you know and then we lived in a uh, business center essentially <laughs> for like six months just writing um and uh there was never any i, I always tell people about sort of this kind of thing because people always ask me about it but it's like the, we never really had a conversation about what we were going to sound like Okay. And that's, I think that's one of the things that keeps it really exciting for us and the people that follow us because we, we just kind of go with it. Um, as long as we love whatever we're doing, there aren't really any rules beyond that, you know. Um, and that's the thing above everything else I think that I love most about this project is there's just so much room to just kind of, if I decide that I want to be in a, I don't know, a Slipknot style band but still wear eyeliner tomorrow then that will be fine because it's, it's still us do you know what I mean but at the same time if we wanted to do like an acoustic album and it was all going to sound like James Blunt it would also be fine <laughs> yeah yeah quite quite no, a, a probably, but like you know I, I just yeah. I like I like that freedom and um yeah I, I think that's probably like the, the key uh facet of our band that I would put in front of somebody that had never heard of us before Fantastic. No, and, and yeah, it starts out with that classic story, as you say, you know, the local scene, different bands breaking up, coming together. Um, but no, I, I do love, you know, that you've got that freedom because quite often these days with pressures uh, from the industry, you know, I think a lot of bands lack that freedom to do what they really want to do. So it must be really you know, refreshing to, to yourself to have that. 
Yeah, 100%. And it, it's entirely by accident because I think all the bands that we've been in before have had that conversation and we just, we just never did. We just wrote songs while we were sort of trying to figure out who we were, I think. And then I think we realised at one point or another that who we were was the four of us or the five of us or whatever it was at the time playing together. And whatever noise that was, was us. Yeah. yeah, yeah, which is beautiful. And that's all it ever should be, really, shouldn't it? So, no, that is fantastic. And, of course, you know, you, you've put quite a bit of music out into the world now. And one of the latest songs that has come out is um, Heaven Spat Us Back Out, which obviously is the song we've featured on the uh, playlist over on Spotify. This is listeners obviously need to check out. Um, so, you know, next up for us, we'd like to ask you about the song that's on the playlist. So, you know, what can you tell us about Heaven? You know, how did that song come together in a business centre? You know, what what yeah. is the song about? You know, what is the story of Heaven? Uh, our, our, the EP we put out last was called uh, Lapel du Vide Part 1. And that was a project about, initially, going into it, it was the first time we set out to be like, right, let's write an EP, rather than at some point realising Oh, we've got enough songs we could we could you know <laughs> um and and that was meant to be the intention behind it was let's do a song for each of the five stages of grief okay because at, at some point along in the process of that we realized that the five stages of grief are fucking bullshit okay. you know and that there is no black and white with that kind of thing um we we but we were we were committed to the project and, and we we it, it it still worked and it, it's something i'm incredibly proud of and, and on the day that it came out I started writing uh, Heaven um, up in my attic. Um, and obviously we were in the middle of the pandemic at that point. And it, it's still a, uh, it's very much a song about grief. Um, it's very much a song, but of, of, of a, something resembling acceptance, but not in a particularly flowery or shiny, nice way. Do you know what I mean? A little bit closer to the idea, for lack of a better term, of giving up. Yeah. But on the delusion that the thing that you're grieving or the person that you're grieving is ever going to come back. Um, which is a sad, bleak notion to face a single on. <laughs> but it, it, in that sense, it very much feels like a song that could have been on that EP. Um, yeah. Equally, it's better on this one because it, it was... As much as it is sort of the big anthemic -y closer, it, it's also kind of the, the link between them, I think. Um, and it was, it's, it's probably out of all of them also the weirdest process we've ever had from start to finish of making a song happen. Because th there's some songs we write as a group, some I just write by myself. And this was one of those. Um, and we were in the pandemic, so that was happening anyway. Um, but it was one of those where I sort of, I demoed it. And then the boys sort of rejigged each of their parts. And then we went to the studio and each person recorded each of their parts individually. And then it sort of went through iterations over a while. Um, some of the vocals got redone and things got changed. Things got added and taken away. It was, it was a challenging song to get done. And it literally, like it was written, like I say, in whatever it was, the end of 2020. And we finished it. It can't be more than four months ago. So, wow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, it's been something of a difficult child um but it's i love it to pieces um it's probably the saddest song we've ever done but I, I i love it with all my heart i can't wait to play it live um and we actually played it together for the first time uh last night yeah wow because uh, <laughs> even when we did the video we did each of our parts on our own 
Okay, yeah. <laughs> each, each, you know, each person yeah. really shocked. So at no point have we actually stood as a unit and played that song together. Um, it was just it's blast. I can't wait to play that one live. Yeah, no, it sounds like it. Yeah, listening to it, it sounds like one written to to be um, played live for sure. It sounds like it's going to be really anthemic, and um, you know, it's interesting. Obviously, you use the words kind of sad and bleak. Um, you know, to, describing you know, the the lyrics and the tone of the song, and obviously, we live in kind of sad and bleak times at the the moment. You know, I mean, obviously, the pandemic you touched on being one, and then obviously everything that's come out after then. Um, you know, the world is just not a great sort of place at the minute but yeah to an extent i guess um that kind of assists in that connection with the audience because you know we're all in a sad and bleak time so it's it becomes a relatable song uh to that extent um which yeah. is probably i guess not something you necessarily were thinking of when you wrote it but uh it certainly you know does you know help us uh, as listeners to relate i feel yeah no i i see where you're coming from um it is certainly not something that we think about when we're when we're doing anything i think if you start to think about i mean e even something like that which is sort of somewhat spiritual and it's nice and you're thinking about how people are going to connect with it i feel like um even thinking to that extent it can uh mess with the sincerity that's going into it to begin with um because there's that that song is is very literal like i was sat in my car watching fog swirling in my headlights so it's not metaphorical at all <laughs> You know, um, and it, I think if I was to start thinking about the way things are going to be received or connected with in at that time, I'm probably inviting that little voice that tells you to edit things, that tells you things aren't good enough, that tells you X, Y, Z. Um, and I try not to let that in at all. I try and just treat it like I'm playing, like a kid. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, you're right. Like the, the world is on fire <laughs> yeah yeah it is um but you know speaking of that little voice as you say that it wants you to, to edit it a number of artists that i've spoke to on this podcast over the last couple of years since the pandemic you know um in some ways obviously the pandemic gave time you know to artists when they're recording new music um which maybe they wouldn't have had but equally the flip side a lot of artists have said it's given them too much time and they've found themselves continually going back to that piece of work and tinkering with it when historically they'd have put a bow on it and they'd have put it out already. Yeah. Um, is that the kind of feeling that you have that obviously with heaven? Yeah, oh yeah. I mean, the, you, you phrased that in the perfect way and I, I wish I'd heard that earlier. <laughs> that's, that's probably exactly what it is. It's sort of you're given too much time to, uh, to dwell on a thing. Yeah. In the past, you would have just called it down and drawn a line under it. Um, but the, on the other hand, I'm glad we did because I think where it's ended up is better than anywhere it's been before. Um, but yeah, I mean, yeah, the, the pandemic was, I think it offered, yeah, a lot of time for people to perhaps overthink certain things and, and let those voices in. But equally, a lot of the people that I know, for instance, suddenly had the time to get therapy for the first time or to, uh, do things music or otherwise or anything baking <laughs> for you know things that they'd wanted to do for ages that didn't really think were for them and um i'm a completely different person now to who i was before 2020 and this band is a different band in everything but its name really um and it, all of those things are for the better i think yeah it's a, one of the very 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 few tiny minuscule percentile 
yeah. that we've managed to draw out as a positive in the last couple of years. Um, and uh, yeah, and I just, I think it's, I, I can't remember where I started on this train of thought, I'll be honest with you. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, I think that's something the pandemic's done to us as well as uh, just, uh, you know, the brain fog and that seems to creep in a lot more that these days. Now, again, you know, we end up talking a lot more over, um, you know, uh, measures like this rather than in person and everything i think yeah, yeah. it's um i'd say all of our lives have changed from, from the pandemic um but yeah swinging back around to, to heaven and obviously you touched on the video and i really wanted to touch on the video so it's a really cool video listeners can check it out on youtube and the link will be in the bio for the podcast for you to do that um you know works really really well with the, with the song it's just a really cool video to play out um couple of questions really you know what wh where did the concept for that video come from and and how much fun was it to film we, we wanted to do a rain machine music video since I mean, i've wanted to do one since before this band existed it's, it's just never been feasible either for budget or, or we couldn't find somewhere to do it um but we, we finally we got the we got the mix back for this song and I, I messaged the group chat and I just said, boys, this is the one. And everybody knew what I meant. <laughs> Every single time it's floated as an idea, as an option. Um, and it, it, it works, I think, because the... And I, I'm glad we didn't do it on any of the other songs that we've done. I'm, I'm glad we did it on this one because I think it really fits. And I think it just complements the idea of... Um, things are really shit and I, I this is a shit thing and I'm gonna have to just choose to just keep going with it you know and there's that sense of, of uh, it's fucking raining you know and I'm just I'm going with it yeah. <laughs> yes. yeah. you know um to put it in a completely plain way um and yeah it was it was a blast to do um, I bet. so many power slides so like it was like being at school disco um jason's messed up his knee because he was wearing this thing on his knee and he, he jumped and slid on his knees and it just oh i won't yeah but it, <laughs> <laughs> an absolute bastardy just kind of let everything out and um make a mess and there's a there's a great photo somewhere actually of our videographer joel um because we hadn't really considered this beforehand but if you want to get close-ups in a rain machine that camera's getting wet yeah <laughs> like we were there trying to come up with a solution for it and there's a great photo of joel and i think he was filming me and jason standing behind him with an umbrella over the top of him and then bailey our drummer standing behind jason with an umbrella over the top of him and then <laughs> because no one could get wet before they're shot so <laughs> um yeah no, it, was, it was an absolute blast today and there was no sort of um because we've gone completely balls to the wall with videos before we've done full concept stuff we've done videos with no performance that have been all story and we've done ridiculous stuff considering the budget that we had to play with we got a helicopter i don't know how we did that <laughs> um and, and just sort of having having a it's a three and a half minute very simple idea and it, it's, it's nice to do it like that and i think it really works yeah simple but effective certainly yeah. um and yeah no i'm glad you had a blast um film with that here it looked like a lot of fun and obviously you know it works really well and it's obviously given you memories hopefully to last a lifetime from the filming of it as well so no it's, it's fantastic stuff listeners certainly need to go and check that out to see what we've been talking about um and of course you know heaven the track comes from your new ep so you've got an ep coming out on november the 4th it's called coming of rage um 
obviously you, you mentioned you know it's not your first EP so you know how did you approach this EP uh you know differently to perhaps to your previous ones and what should listeners expect from it this EP was it's it's another one of those things where it's it's a a result of the pandemic I think in in the, in the format that it's in in the way that it feels all of it is is um everything was written during or just after well after I'm using loosely you know um yeah we've done this is our oh my god fourth EP yeah <laughs> and it, each one has been done in a different way like the first couple were sort of we've got enough songs now let's let's go make one and then there was the one in 2020 which was kind of done as a, a, a sort of cohesive project um this one we, we were just going to I'll draw back. So we, the, the, we, we, the, the pandemic gave us an opportunity to reassess everything that we were doing. And, and the last, thing, last show we played, the last thing we did was we did a two-night residency in Keighley, the town we're from. Um, we did two headline shows and they were the best shows I'd ever played. They were sold out and it was just magic. And we had all these big plans for 2020 and it was going to be full pelt. We weren't stopping, you know. Um, and what happened, happened. But, and sort of after the, the panic began to die down and sort of gave us this opportunity to tear everything back a little bit and reassess and sort of ask ourselves, what, what are we going to be now? What, what do we want? What, who are we? Because we've been wearing these staging uniforms, for example, these, these black denim things with patches on for years. If we were starting today, would we do this? Is this who we are? Is this what we like? You know, or is this just to use a probably slightly harsh word, is this a bit of a crutch? Because then we don't have to think about it. It's like, you know, that sort yeah. of, you know. Um, and we just sort of deleted it and just sort of we'll keep the name, we'll keep the lineup because everything's brilliant. What are we? What do we want to do? Um, and this is kind of what we ended up with. And it's, it's sort of us being our most ridiculous selves, but also our most sincere um, not that we weren't before, but really making a point of it, yeah, and really going to the and being conscious of it, and and just going all the way with that. Um, and yeah, I mean, it, it's everything feels revitalized and rejuvenated now. Um, you know, and we've been working with new people and and trying different things and sort of just saying yes to all of the things that sound fun. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, I think that's not again not to throw shade or to a, a, a or to cast any sort of negative or regretful light over anything that we've done before because there isn't anything resembling that. But it, it's there is something more fun and something uh, I don't know, just more exciting now than there ever has been before. Um, this EP is us at our most cohesive. It's our most mature. It's the best songs we've ever done. It's the funnest we've ever had the most fun we've ever had um and people seem to be loving what we've put out of it so far more than ever so i think we're doing something yeah. right you know, and, and we're loving it so which is again the really the main thing isn't it but you know oh, you, yeah yeah you, and you touch on obviously other people uh loving it and and it kind of brings me to another point here that i've got jotted down uh, obviously reaction is instantaneous with social media and everything these days mm. and you've obviously gone through this kind of um you know metamorphosis into you know what uh as Sorens fall is now 
um you know do you ever you know do you, how much attention do you pay to um that side of things you know and do you get a sense of like momentum building at all 100 percent. yeah i mean I, it's it's not something i pay attention to when i'm writing or when i'm it's not something we really give any credence to when we're doing anything creative that that's very much just for us you know um but when when we're in a sort of release phase or an announce or a launch phase it very much goes into that headspace of how best can we support this thing that we've made together and how well is this thing that we've made together doing it's like we're sending our kid to school yeah you know i want to i want to see the school report i want to know if you're behaving yourself <laughs> show me that homework have you got your PE kit i keep an eye on it all yeah <laughs> not not from a vanity standpoint and not from a sort of self-worth standpoint or anything like that it's much more black and white cold indicator of um and not nothing creative either very much like okay so maybe next time we don't release the music video at 7 p.m maybe we do it at midday maybe then more people will yeah. see it maybe we don't do it on this day next week that that time maybe we do it on a different day you know like yeah everybody releases on fridays but that's also when everybody goes home for the weekend so that might not work if we want to get people to pick it up you know, that kind of thing yeah and we'll, we'll pay attention to numbers all day long with that kind of thing you know um and you kind of have to if you wanted to make the thing financially viable as well of course um definitely. so yeah 100 percent. it's it's but it's they're two very different camps certainly yeah. certainly it, it obviously and as you say if you want to make something viable i mean it's a really difficult industry to navigate at the best of times but it seems just to be getting harder and harder for everyone out there so uh, it, it's great to hear you you know, um, obviously paying attention in that way. And I love the analogy of the um, sending the kid to school. I've never heard it in that way before, but it, it yeah, it makes perfect sense. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, no, excellent. And um, there are bundles and um, everything that um, listeners can go and buy, obviously pre-order. Again, the links will be in the um, uh, bio for the podcast episodes. And, uh, you know, there's T-shirts, signed posters and everything. Um, and obviously, yeah the whole like aesthetic of the band you know it, I, I i've really admired you know in the artwork and everything that goes into it so obviously Thank listeners you. go and go and check all of that out um and obviously you know you talked about you know kind of ditching a bit of a bit of the old look and um yeah I, I i find there's a lot of bands these days that are able to build a connection with a fan base um through the kind of aesthetic and that's not necessarily just the the look of the band but kind of the attitude and everything with it as well I, again is that something that you're semi-conscious of as as you look to plan ahead yeah no i mean it, it's the connection and, and our community is 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 paramount for us you know uh, there's there's a magic in the room when we play headline shows and people always think i'm just giddy when i'm talking about this <laughs> I, there's, there's just there's a connection there and the conversations that i have with people it's just magic and whether or not that's influenced by aesthetic whether it's influenced by the music whether it's influenced by just the, a sense of community or the other people that are there whatever it is there's something really special about that and community is absolutely everything to us connection is everything to us and sort of nurturing a place where people can just be whatever they are um is is essential to what we are um as far as the aesthetic goes i think it's important to be conscious of it 100 percent. i mean we we worked with a stylist for the first time uh last year kitty who was fantastic and it it, it was the first thing that we'd done where we hadn't all been in that uniform and she helped us to sort of figure out who each of us was in that sense 
and the things that we enjoyed and liked, the things that we didn't like, and the aspects of us to turn the volume up on a little bit and to be opportunities to sort of be the ridiculous thing that we wanted to be, but we kind of needed that guidance um, from someone who really knew what she was doing. She was fantastic. Yeah. And, and it's sort of set us on this path now where we feel a lot more confident, I think, just kind of changing things up more frequently and uh, more confident in ourselves as well. And I, I think the aesthetic is very important for any band, not just ours, because I think it's a lot of people's entry point, especially for younger people. You, you, I will, I, I mean, I remember seeing a YouTube thumbnail and that would be the thing that would get me to watch a music video when I was a kid. Yeah. I mean, how cool did Billy Joe Armstrong look in the American Idiot video? If he'd been just in a, a I don't know, have a Grumby t-shirt and some jeans, I probably would not have clicked on that, you know? Very true, yeah. Um, and I, I think it's a really important thing to be conscious of, but it's also very important, again, for it to be authentic. Yeah, that and, is. And people can smell bullshit yeah. from a mile away. And it's just a bit cringy. <laughs> it, it is very cringy, very cringy indeed. Uh, uh, but as you say, you know, um, I think it, it is great to see, you know, going back to that freedom you talked about, you know, at the very start, you know, it's great to see a band that has got that freedom in every aspect to, to just be yourselves, um, which again is what really it's all about at the end of the day for me. Um, so you touched on headline shows. Uh, mm -hmm. And my next bullet point is you've got an EP release show at the mm -hmm. Key Club, which is a great venue in Leeds on the 4th of November. So, I mean, you must be really excited about that show. I'm, I'm pumped for it. I'm, I mean, it's, it's, freaking me out that uh it is although i'm scared to do the maths but it's something like two weeks away and like we, we announced that in whatever it was in may um and it sold out in august which is, is just beyond belief um, yeah. absolutely nuts. um like we, we kept a little bank of 10 or 15 tickets to one side for like family and friends and people that were like, I didn't think it was going to oh, come on the night or whatever. And they're all gone now. It's, 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 like, it's, I, yeah, I still haven't got my head around it and I don't think I probably will until I'm stood on that stage. Um, but we've been, uh, we ran the set for the first time last night together and um, I'm, I'm more excited for this than I think I've ever been excited for anything that we've ever done. The, the plans that we've got for it and the people that we've got working with us on it are amazing. And uh, I'm really, really excited for it to materialise. I just hope nothing breaks. Yeah. <laughs> um, so you've been able to obviously get out and play some shows post-pandemic. Uh, I noticed you were able to support Vakovi uh, the mm -hmm. other day, who are obviously absolutely incredible um, acts that are smashing it at the minute. You've got a show coming up with Lost Alone, who are obviously you know a band that have recently come back from uh, a long time away, and again absolutely smashing it at the at moment. You know so. Um, when you're playing these shows with, with bands that have, uh, you know, got quite a lot of industry experience and, you know, stage experience, yeah. you know, are you looking um, at, you know, learning, you know, any kind of lessons from them? You know, what kind of approach do you take to those support slots? Oh, it's, it's, it's like going to class. Yeah. You, you watch someone put on a great show and you, you will, you, you pick up things and you, you notice things from being in the band. You notice, Oh, look, the guitar strings snap. How are they going to manage this gap? You know, I mean, I've got a solo coming up or that's, that's the tuning's off there. What are you going to do? When's your next opportunity to fix that? And you watch how they manage that situation. 
I'm not just speaking about COVID specifically here, just to be clear, at any band that we've ever worked yeah. with. And, and you watch people do crowd work and you watch people control the energy of a room. And it, it's from the perspective of somebody who's in a band, it's, it's, all, that's, it's such a blast to see how differently people do essentially the same job. And it's always different and people's different approaches. And um, yeah. So that, I mean, like, yeah, that's one facet of it. The other facet of it is getting to play with all of these amazing artists is just, is brilliant. I mean, my first ever tattoo was the Lost Alone logo. Wow. <laughs> you know, um, I've wanted to play with them for years and years and years. Um, and we got to play with uh, Mark, who, who started another band called Damn Cargo uh, a couple of years ago. It was great to play a show with them. And they've come back and I'm over the moon about it and uh, getting to actually play a show with them. I'm ecstatic about it. So, yeah. Yeah, now that, that is one for obviously listeners. Boston Music Rooms, um, 9th of December, you know, pick up a ticket and head along. Obviously, you know, two, two fantastic bands. I think Fort Hope are playing on that show as well, which is another band that had just come back after a bit of time away. Um, so, yeah, definitely one to make sure you can pop along to listeners. Um, so, yeah, if if fans can't get to that show, what what's the live prospects for As Sirens Fall looking like over the next um, you know year or so? Have you got plans to um do a headline tour or have you anything else that you know maybe can't be announced yet but you know should fans be expecting the opportunity to see you 100 percent, people should be expecting the opportunities to see us yeah 2023 is going to be busy i, I don't think i don't think we've announced anything for 23 yet i might be wrong i don't think we have um but there is a lot sorted for 23 there's definitely a lot coming um hopefully some more headline stuff and um because i love doing those um, but equally, I, I love doing support shows. Yeah. So I love I love working with other artists and playing to just a, a different energy and different people and um, stretching that muscle. Yeah, certainly, certainly. And, and listeners definitely need to come and check you out. And they, obviously, if they want to stay up to date with you, we've touched on it. Social media is the place to do it these days. Mm -hmm. um, and you, I love um, the bands that make my life easier and have the same handle on all of their social media as you have. So you've nailed it down. And listeners, it's really simple. It's as Sirens Fall when you can find them on uh, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, et cetera, et cetera. So obviously go and follow the band. Yeah, that's where you're going to keep up, keep up to date with them, any live shows that are coming up. Um, so definitely do that for us. Um, so we're nearing the end of the podcast. We've got one section, main section left. But before then, we're chucking in an extra one at the moment because Independent Venue Week is coming up in a few months' time. Um, so we're just asking artists, um, you know, to just put the spotlight on your favourite independent uh, venues. You know, where would you like to give a shout out to? I would like to give a shout out to the Exchange in Keighley. Um, They've been so good to us over the years. It was where we played our first ever headline show and we sold it out with one song out. And I'm still riding on that, even though it was seven years ago. Um and, and we've played there countless times since, and Michael there is a star, and um, they're brilliant. And if you're ever in West Yorkshire, you should make the trip to the Exchange Art Centre in Keithley, because um, they've always got great stuff on, and it's a great room, and they're great people. Excellent. Thank you for that. Obviously, without this ecosystem of grassroots music venues, you know, artists, you know, ranging from, you know, SR and Spool all the way up to um, Creeper, all the way up to my chemical romance you know about they've all started somewhere you know and um you know without these venues um it would be very bleak out there for, for the music scene as a whole so you know we love it um so the last section of the podcast is what we call set list science uh, i'm a bit of a set list geek 
Um, so the question is, you know, oh my. <laughs> excellent. I love it. So you know, how much importance do you put into the structure of a set list? And have you got any rules that you tend to follow? Uh, it, it's 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 uh, it's a big deal for us. We've we've been arguing about the set list for this. <laughs> no, I still don't think we've nailed it down, um, but we've been arguing about it for ages because we, we we're always trying to consider the ebb and flow and where gaps are going to be and where we're going to be out of breath and where my voice might be in a bit of a danger zone. Like let, let's not put a power ballad there. <laughs> I've just been screaming my lungs out. <laughs> not going to handle that key change very well. Let's swap those. You know. Um, so it, it's yeah it's definitely a big deal we, we we don't do it haphazardly at all everything's very thought out um because we want to control that flow of energy sure but also it, it's you're, you're we're, we're putting on a show at the end of the day we're, we're entertainers we're carnies and yeah. we have to make sure that it's it's got a start beginning it's a start middle and an end um and feels cohesive and doesn't feel messy and is easy to follow and isn't overwhelming to the point of being unenjoyable but also isn't underwhelming and scattered yeah, yeah no excellent well you've passed my tests you know, fellow settler geek um <laughs> yeah i think it is really important and uh, yeah as a you know someone that attends a ridiculous amount of gigs you know you can tell the the bands that put the effort in and the bands that perhaps just uh stick to that same formula and never really mix it up and yeah, yeah. um excellent to hear um so Obviously, listeners, you know, follow the band on social media, head along to a show if you can. Definitely check out um, Coming of Rage, which is out November the 4th. Um, Mikey, really appreciate you giving up your evening and talking to me. What would be your final message for the listeners today? Uh, have a great time. Have a wonderful time because we had the world end around us. And we've now got the opportunity to go out and do the things that we were prevented from for a long time for our own safety and for the safety of everybody else. We've now got the opportunity back and you should take advantage of that. If that means going to shows, then you should do that because it's an industry that needs everybody's help at the minute. Yeah, fantastic final message. Yeah, thank, thank you so much, Mikey, uh, again for joining us. Um, and yeah, obviously all the best with the campaign coming up. Thank you very much, mate. Thank you so much for having me. Well, thank you everyone for listening. I really do hope you enjoyed that chat there with As Sirens Fall. Make sure you check out their new EP, Coming of Rage, out on November the 4th. And of course, follow the band on social media. And finally, if you would, please do follow us on social media. We're on Facebook at Full Pelt and on Twitter and Instagram at Full Pelt Music. And if you would, please do hit that like button, hit that subscribe button wherever you're watching or listening. And we'll be back very soon for another episode of the Discover New Music podcast. <laughs>